So real quick, before we jump into this episode of the podcast, I want to let you guys know that this podcast is supported by the United States Concealed Carry Association. USCCA provides you training, education, and self-defense liability protection. So if you carry a firearm, I highly recommend you take a look into USCCA, and I'll put a link to them down in the detail section if you want to check them out. I also want to let you know that this episode is supported by Safe Life Defense. Safe Life Defense has some of the best soft body armor out on the market. So if you are interested in something like that, I love my Safe Life Defense kind of flexible armor. I leave it in my car just in case I need something to grab and go if I'm out and something happens. So check out Safe Life Defense. I will put a link to them down in the detail section. And if you use the code ARMSCHOLAR, you will get an additional 10% off of your order. And last but not least, I want to thank everybody over on Patreon who supports me on this podcast and who also support what I do over on the YouTube channel. So if you're interested, if you want to support me, one of the best ways to do that is to go over to Patreon and just for a single dollar, you can just donate and support me what I do over here on the podcast as well as what I do over on the YouTube channel. How's it going, everyone? This is going to be a new episode of the Armed Scholar podcast. So thank you to everybody who's been supporting the podcast, who's been listening. It means a lot to me and it's been kind of cool getting to have a longer form conversation on some topics that maybe don't necessarily fit on what I'm doing directly on the YouTube channel. So thank you to everybody who showed me support over here on the podcast. And also if you guys uh, find value in these podcasts, in these discussions, go ahead and leave a review down below. Uh, That is what really helps the analytics for these podcasts. So without further ado, the topic we're going to be covering in this episode of the podcast is going to be more of an answer to a question that I get on almost every single video I make talking about California laws or talking about California topics. And I'm sure a lot of you individuals who are also in California get asked quite a bit from other people in the gun community. And that is the question of, why do you live in California? Why don't you just move? This is probably the biggest question and I don't think it's necessarily a question. It's just more of a snarky comment that I get quite a bit on my videos, but it's kind of a valid question and I wanted to kind of address it in longer form and just talk about some of the reasons why I live in California, why I wouldn't move out of California and why I do what I do on the YouTube channel, why do I do what I do for Second Amendment advocacy and yet still live in the state of California. So really when people ask me this question of, why do you live in California? Um, Initially, my reaction to them is just like what any rational persons would be. Um, I was born and raised in California. My family has lived in California their entire life. All of my family's in California. My wife's family, my in-laws are in California as well. Um, So that's one of the big reasons why I stay in California. It's because all of my family is here. And that's a big reason. And that's one of those kind of, you know, analysis that people tend to overlook in snarky comments is a lot of us born in, are born and raised in California. A lot of us love the state for what it is. There are a lot of really amazing things about this state. I think a lot of times we overlook the amazing aspects of California because of the politics that have kind of ruined some other aspects of California. And really, A lot of people make these comments and they fail to recognize that no state is perfect. As we're seeing more and more, some policies that are being implemented in California are bleeding into other states. And I wouldn't even say some. A a lot of the policies that 
um, or have been implemented in the state of California are now trickling into other states and are even being proposed at a federal level. So no state is perfect. But one of the, you know, kind of immediate reactions I have to people of the reason why I still live in California, despite loving firearms, uh, loving my Second Amendment rights and exercising my Second Amendment rights. Uh, the reason why is because I have family here. I was born and raised here all of my life, you know, went to school here in undergrad. And also one of the kind of secondhand, you know, responses I give to people is, well, I have moved out of California at some point in my life. You know, I went to law school in Pennsylvania. It's a state with a lot better gun laws for sure. Not perfect, but definitely better than California. And so it's not like I feel stuck here. You know, this, and I guess to the credit of people who ask this, even more so me, it is very much an active decision because I did move away for three years. I had the option to not move back to California, but I decided to move back to California because we were away from family for three years. Um, and my wife and I made the decision that we wanted to be closer to family. Um, my dad's health was kind of suffering when I was in law school. And that was a period of my life that I wish, you know, I wasn't gone out of state because I wasn't close. I only really got to see my family during that period, maybe, you know, once or twice that whole three year period, just because it's so far away. Um, so yeah, I mean, family is a big reason, but also I, you know, I, it's not like I'm stuck in California. I've moved away. I've experienced another state, another state's gun laws. And yes, you know, the reality is other states are way better than California when it comes to gun laws. I mean, I've talked about this quite a bit, but one of the first times that I realized how bad California's gun laws really were, it, I mean, I knew it because I lived in California before I went to law school, but when I went to law school, I would say maybe like a week or two in, we were in a Walmart and I was walking you know, to, through the sporting goods section of the Walmart and there was more ammunition in that Walmart in Pennsylvania than I've ever seen at any actual gun store in California. And that was made even more apparent how different the laws are by when I actually went into a gun store in Pennsylvania in the state college areas, because that's where I went to school. Um, I had never seen so many firearms actually in a gun store. A lot of people in California, you do, you, I mean, we all realize that sometimes you walk into some of these gun stores and it's pitiful. You know, if you can actually find a good gun store near you, it's a big deal where a gun store in California that actually holds firearms and isn't just a gun range um, because you find a lot of these so-called gun stores and all they really are is an indoor range. They don't actually sell many firearms. Maybe you have like one or two rifles on the wall, maybe one or two handguns in the case that normal individuals can buy that aren't just like LEO exempt off roster handguns. So yeah, I mean, when I was in Pennsylvania, I definitely saw how different, you, you know, Pennsylvania was from California, but I still made the active decision to move back to California mainly because family and I wanted to be close to family. Now, another thing that I think is overlooked quite a bit is there's a reason why there are so many people that originally moved to California you know, politics aside, the state itself and what's available in California cannot be beat by very many other states. 
you know, some people say, well, move, you know, to this state in the Midwest or whatever. And I'm not knocking your state, but in California, especially where I live in central California, you're an hour's drive away from the Sierra Nevadas. You're an hour drive away from some of the most amazing beaches. You're an hour's drive away from Yosemite National Park. Um, and you still get a lot of some, especially my area, you have the rural vibe for sure. It's still a red area. So it's not like I live in a liberal hub by any means. I don't live in LA or San Francisco. The area I live in is very much agriculture, but what California has, you know, available to people, it's amazing. It's a beautiful state. Now, some areas are not, and that's primarily because of the politics of course, LA and San Francisco have become wastelands because of the politics and homelessness. And even more so, it's it's trickling into some other areas. I mean, I don't necessarily remember when I was a kid there being so many homeless, even in my area, but you're starting to see that trickle in as well. And it's just a reality. But as far as another reason why I like California is because what's available here. You know, I lived in Pennsylvania and I lived in the state college area and there are times of the year that are absolutely beautiful, you know, very green. You get all the seasons for the most part, but one of the big things that really sucks about Pennsylvania and why I also have no regrets that I moved away is the snow. And I know so for some people who live outside of the state of California and have to deal with snow, you're like, oh, snow's not a big deal. I get it. You know, I lived there for three years. You get used to it, but it's still not fun. It's not fun, you know, having to go to your car 30 minutes before you have to drive to work or drive to classes or whatever and shovel out your car and scrape out your car and clear your windshield and start your car just to warm it up. And sometimes you're afraid to yank too hard on the, you know, car door handle because it'll rip off, if, you know, if you yank too hard or having to wear snow boots just to walk around, um, or, you know, there being so much snow that, hey, you know, pretty much no one's driving today. Even if you needed to go to the store, you can't do it because the snow's too bad. Here in California, for the most part, you don't have to deal with that. Um, for majority of the year, you're getting, you know, 70 and sunny, depending on where you live. Uh, a little bit when the area I live, you know, it can be bad. You know, we can get like 100, 100 plus you know, stints of time, but still I would take, you know, the 90 to hundred degrees, you know, for three or four months over three to four months or five months of just being snowed in and being miserable. Um, I, I much prefer the heat. So, you know, there are some really good benefits of California that people tend to overlook. It's not all guns and gun politics all the time. People forget that not everybody lives their lives purely for firearms. And it's kind of along the same vein of people who vote. Some people are single-issue voters who vote primarily based on gun laws. Um, and more power to them. If you're a single-issue voter, that's you know more power to you. Uh, when it came to the last presidential election, I was more I actually made my vote based on uh, gun politics primarily, primarily because I knew the next president would have an amazing opportunity to put in place Supreme Court justices um, that no president probably had an opportunity to do in a while, especially with the age of individuals like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I knew at least the next president would have the opportunity to replace at least one. 
Um, and that did come true, and it became true even more so where Trump got to put in place three Supreme Court justices, which was unheard of. And I remember having this conversation with my sister before the election, and you know, she definitely leans a little bit more left than me. I think she's more centrist than me. Um, but we were having discussions about who we were going to vote for, and we definitely got into an argument. And But one of my main arguments of why I wanted to vote for who I voted for, which was Trump, was because of the Supreme Court and the impacts the Supreme Court could potentially have on gun laws. And we will see if that comes to fruition, especially now with the Supreme Court taking up the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association v. Corlett case. Uh, we will definitely see if that was the right decision. Um, I think it gave us the best opportunity that we've ever had to have a positive Supreme Court ruling. But that was kind of a bit of a tangent to say on some issues and for some reasons, people are single issue voters. But we don't always live our lives purely based on firearms. You know, I am very much ingrained in the Second Amendment world, in the gun community. But even me, it's not guns all the time. Now, it's guns quite a bit a majority of the time, especially because of the work I do and with the YouTube channel and now the podcast. I talk about guns and gun laws and constitutional rights quite a bit. But there are other things that are important to me as well, like being close to my family. Um, like my faith, like, you know, having opportunity to go do things, go to the beach. I love going to the beach. We go to the beach as, as most as we can. Um, you know, I'm not a huge mountains person, um, you know, and I'm not a huge outdoorsy person. Um, that's just not my nature. I would, I would, in my mind, I think it would be really cool to just pack up everything and move to Montana in the middle of nowhere. No one to be, no one bother me, but uh, I don't think that's just really who I am. Um, so for me, ca what California offers is great. Now, that isn't to say that I I think a lot of you know that I'm very much aware of how bad California is. There are some really bad things, and it's not just California gun laws. There are other very big issues as well, like the tax you know implications of living in California. That is probably one of the worse things um, beyond, you know, just a violation of your Second Amendment rights. A lot of people are just taxed ridiculously here in the state of California, and even more so more so me. I mean, if I were to live in a different state, um, I, would play, I would pay significantly less in taxes. I mean, it would be significantly less if I moved to somewhere like Texas, where there's no income tax. Yeah, maybe I would pay more in property taxes, but what I could buy as far as property in Texas would cost me millions of dollars here in California, because not only are the taxes high, but the property values here are just ridiculous, especially now with all the COVID stuff and the rise and people just buying up and overpaying for property in California. So it's not like I don't understand that there's a lot wrong with California. There's gun laws, taxes, there's also things like uh, the homelessness. I've already kind of talked about it. The homelessness issue has gotten out of control. There's homeless people just everywhere. Uh, even now in smaller towns in the Central Valley, you're seeing it become worse and worse. Uh, crime is getting worse and worse. You know, our prison system is just getting filled with people. And yet at the same time, they are downgrading people from the various levels, like a level three inmate to a level two and one, or just completely letting them out. Um, so there are things that are really bad about California. 
And so that's kind of the good and the bad. There are amazing reasons why I live in California. Um, one of the biggest ones is family. I think that outweighs a lot of the negative things in my mind and in a lot of people's mind who live in California. Um, you know, there's amazing opportunities in California to go to the beaches and, you know, go to the mountains and have some of these just beautiful nature aspects of California and just really having a lot of things that other states don't have available to them, like amazing weather. Um, but there's also bad things like I talked about. But I think one of the things that people who ask me this question in comments on kind of offhand snarky ways, it's almost it's almost hard for me to not reply to them almost every single time. Since when did Americans and people who believed in constitutional rights just run away from their problems? Uh, this mentality of just move out of the state and everything will be fine. Um, I don't, I, maybe that's just other people's mentality. I, it's not my mentality. Um, when I moved out of law school, it wasn't because I was trying to run away from all the bad things in California. It was because I had an opportunity to go to a good law school in Pennsylvania and I got to experience, yes, one of the benefits was experience some of the additional freedoms, but it wasn't because, you know, oh my God, like this state, it's so bad. I'm just going to run away. You know, could you imagine if the founding fathers had that type of mentality of, you know, the British government just being tyrannical against them and them just saying, you know what, forget the colonies. I'm just going to go to somewhere else. I'm going to move to some other colony somewhere else because, you know, they're not hit as hard by their government, you know, overlords. To me, that mentality of just tuck your tail and run, it just, I don't think that's what the Second Amendment community needs. Um, and I don't think I fit really with people like that. And I think it's also easy for people in other states who have really good gun laws, especially, and to just sit there and say, well, you guys just should move to another state, but don't mess up my state. And the reason why they're saying that don't mess up my state is because they know themselves that if these politics were to come to their state and to start, you know, stripping away some of their fundamental rights, they would be faced with the same decision. You know, do you go to another state? Do you just leave your family because of the gun laws? You know, do you leave everything you've known because of the gun laws? Or would you stay and fight for the place that you know and love? Um, and so I think it's real easy for people to sit in other states with beneficial politics and point fingers at other people. And even more so... Since when did Americans not help other Americans? I think it's real easy to have this kind of isolationist state, you know, mentality. My state's better than you. It's your problem. When we all know and we've seen more and more and more and more recently that the politics of states like California, New York, New Jersey, and others has trickled into other states. And is affecting those other states and affecting those other states and those other individuals' fundamental rights. And it's even trickled into the federal government. So what happens when all of a sudden a majority or maybe almost all of these states in California start to have these anti-gun policies? What then are people going to do? Are you going to just continue to run to a different nation? Are you just going to completely abandon what America was founded on and the 
morality, ethics, and values that America was built on? You're just going to run to a different nation? No, I don't think you would. I think you would stay and fight for your nation and your, your beliefs. And so I think, I, and I get it, especially with the social media world, it's really easy to see these things that I'm posting and other people are posting about various states and the laws that are being passed and for them to just say, well, you guys are just weak. You need to move to another state or I wouldn't let that happen here. When, you know, I think in reality, that's not true. I think a lot of these people wouldn't move to a different state. Um, I think they would stay and fight for their state just the same. And that's kind of my mentality. That's one of the reasons also why I've stayed in California and now what I, what I do um, because I'm trying to educate people about how bad California actually is and to get more people politically active, engaged in their fundamental rights to keep and bear arms and to get policy change in my state instead of running, but instead getting people actually engaged in what our rights are and maybe, you know, one law after another, we can start to strip back what California has done. And I think there are some positive signs. I think more than ever, you know, we are seeing things in California change in some ways. I mean, I, I get it. I haven't been in the two-way community for, you know, over 30 years because I'm not even 30 years old. Um, but since when did you see California cases and pro two-way cases making national headlines and having people like Gavin Newsom or Biden or all these other politicians saying, you know, it's so ridiculous that Judge Benitez ruled this way. I mean, how could he rule in favor of Second Amendment rights? How could he do that? And it's a positive thing. You know, Benitez has done amazing things in the Miller case with the ban on so-called assault weapons in California. He's done amazing things with the California magazine bans with the ammunition restrictions, you know, we are seeing a lot of positive things. Now, along those lines, you know, hopefully we can make more and more changes and get more and more constitutional justices in place, uh, not just at the Supreme Court level, but also get some judges in the state court level in California and district court levels and maybe even in the Ninth Circuit. That was another thing that Trump did that was amazing is he did not just put in place you know, Supreme Court justices, but he also significantly shifted the makeup of the Ninth Circuit to where it's almost a balanced shift where it never before was it. And because of result of that, and a result of people really pushing for their Second Amendment rights in California, we've seen even the Ninth Circuit to have having a drastic shift in policy and, and decisions. Um, for example, with the Duncan, the three-judge panel on Duncan, um, ruling in favor of Second Amendment rights, finding that the magazine ban was indeed unconstitutional, just like Benitez found. Now, I understand that's up for review by the en banc panel. Likely, they're going to overrule what the three-judge panel did because of the um, makeup of that en banc panel. But since when did we have the Ninth Circuit actually ruling in favor of Second Amendment rights? They just hadn't. They would not. Um, but we are seeing a shift. And, I, and maybe I'm just a little bit jaded. Because, you know, I do talk about California gun laws quite a bit. You know, maybe I do have, you know, rosy sunglasses and I, I think things can get better because I see how engaged people 
are in the two-way community in California. I have a lot of faith in us, you know, in the two-way community. I, I say this quite a bit in my videos as well as I think the two-way community, not just in California, but nationwide, has the ability and capability to pay attention to everything that the other side is doing and to fight vigorously against everything the other side is doing because we should be able to match at least the, you know, we should be uh, the vigor of the other side. Um, I, you know, I've made videos in the past and people are saying, well, this, you know, no, you shouldn't be making videos about this. No one should care about this. It's not that important. But if the other side is trying to pass some sort of anti-gun legislation, we need to fight it just as vigorously, if not more than what they are, because that is our responsibility. We are fighting for our second amendment rights, our fundamental rights, not just for our generation, but for future generations. Because again, like the state of California has learned and us residents in the state of California have learned, once you let the government take one step towards infringing your rights, it is twice as hard to fight for that right and to get it back or get it out of their control. Like we've seen in California, they do not want to let go of any of these restrictions that they have put in place while other people sat by, other generations sat by and said, it's not that big of a deal. You know, well, whatever, if they want to restrict a list of certain makes and models of rifles as assault weapons and call them assault weapons and restrict possession of them, not that big of a deal. We still have access to other things. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's not just the Roberti Roos list. Now, all of a sudden, they're redefining what actually an assault weapon is to go beyond that make and model to actually define other things like a semi-automatic centerfire rifle with a detachable magazine and various features. Now, all of a sudden, well, that's pretty much every single, you know, type of semi-automatic rifle on the market. So little by little, if you just sit by and do nothing, we all know that the government's just going to take as much power as they can. But I have a lot of faith that us in California are take, doing that hard work, that really hard work of trying to strip back those rights and take that control back from the government. Now, that's not to say that I don't recognize how amazing it would be to just move to a different state where I didn't have to deal with this stuff. Now, again, while I say that, it's not like even if I moved to a different state, I wouldn't still advocate for fundamental rights in California. I would still fight for, you know, the residents here in California for their rights as well, because it's important. Because again, the rights that, you know, the, the laws that affect people in California trickle into other states. So it's not like me going to another state would give me any solace. Maybe it doesn't affect me directly, but yeah, maybe it would affect my children um, and their rights. So I'd definitely still be engaged even if I moved out of state. But yeah, I, I understand it would be, it would be way more, <laughs> it would be way more amazing for me to live into another state. Like when I was uh, down in Texas this last January for the Gundies and, you know, some of the things we got to do down there and some of the guns we got to shoot down there. And, you know, it was, it was hard to come back and, I remember even talking to my wife, you know, on the plane ride, like, man, why, why would we go back? But again, I understand it's, you know, we made that decision. We made the decision because of family and some of the things that we have available for us here in California. Um, 
Yeah, but I, I clearly recognize how amazing it would be to move to another state and maybe it would even help the channel. Um, <laughs> you know, this is something I would talk with, you know, other people before other attorneys and other content creators. You know, I would have so many more options available to me as far as what I could do if I ever wanted to do gun reviews or anything like that. Now, I don't think I would ever do any gun reviews because that's not really the value I feel like I add to people in my content. But, you know, I would have other options available to me. And I also told, you know, I had a discussion with some other people that I work with that, you know, if I were to ever move to a pro-gun state, um, the first time I walk into a gun store, that that would be a sight to behold. Because it would be like that scene in The Matrix where Neo is like, you know, they ask him, what guns do you want? And he's like, all of them. You know, my bill for that day would probably be absolutely astronomical. It would be ridiculous um, just because a lot of those things are haven't been available to me. Um, you know, even really just basic things like, you know, Gen 4 Glocks, Gen 5 Glocks. I understand you can get them in California, but you're going to pay a premium um, and they're going to be hard to find because you got to get them on the secondary market. Um so yeah, I understand how awesome would be to live in another state. Like I said, there would be other benefits as well, you know, tax benefits and, you know, property benefits. Um, but just for now, at least, you know, I am, I am very stubborn, I guess. And I think one thing to the credit of a lot of people in California and gun owners in California, we are very stubborn. You know, we don't want to give up our state. And I think that's a good thing. You need people like that. And also we're not afraid of a fight you know, and we are fighting tooth and nail and we are definitely outnumbered in the state of California, but without us, the state would be completely gone. And that would be an absolute 100% stronghold, you know, on a state that is as large and is like ranked number five, as far as like actual countries, you know, the state of California itself and its economy is like number five in the world and ranks as a country. So that's not the type of place you just want to give up. And I think we've made some really good headway in making some positive changes. And that's that's been the goal with the channel is to make positive changes initially in California, but also nationwide. You know, I'm trying to help educate people the best I can and to get people engaged and to get people fighting for their rights in their states so that they don't end up like California and also fighting for all of our rights at a federal level so that the federal government and our nationwide laws don't end up like California. And beyond even just what we've seen with some of these court cases, and to me the court cases are the really important things that show a positive sign, but even what we see right now with the whole recall of Gavin Newsom, you are seeing even more so California at large, not even just on gun laws, but just at large, be just sick of the politics and the policies that have been in place in California to, to a point where we are recalling one of the most, initially one of the most left-leaning, you know, praised individuals by the left. And now he's just made himself look like an absolute fool based on his policies and what he's had to, um, not even what he's had to do, but what he has implemented in the state of California during the whole COVID crisis and the various mandates and shutting down businesses and just implementing these ridiculous policies and just wasting California's money and wasting California's water and 
just all the policies, not, not even just that Newsom has implemented, but all the left-leaning individuals before him have implemented. But now you are seeing people in California just be, I'm absolutely sick of it. And like I said, you know, my sister definitely leans more left than me. I would say I think she's more of a classical liberal based on some discussions I've had with her. And I don't know if she's going to listen to this podcast, so that'll be interesting. But <laughs> uh, she definitely, I think, is a little bit more left-leaning than me. But I would say even her, she's just fed up with all the stuff she's had to deal with because of the policies. Um, and that's a lot of people, a lot of left-leaning individuals that I know um, who may be pretty far left-leaning, even them, they're sick of some of these policies um, because I think a lot of these people think it's good you know, in their mind, but in practice, uh, California has seen how these things play out. You know, we've seen ridiculous tax rates where people are just completely jettisoning from the state and the state can't keep people or businesses and our homelessness has gotten out of control to where even all the homeless people are coming to California because of all the social welfare stuff that's been implemented and, you know, our property prices and tax, property taxes and wildfires. So I am definitely not lost on how bad California is, but I think there's some very good things about it. That's, there are some good reasons why I stay. And also I am just not a quitter. I think that's probably the best answer I could give to people who ask me, you know, why don't you just move out of California? Cause I'm just not a quitter. Um, I'm going to fight for this state tooth and nail the best I can. I'm going to try to get as many people engaged as I can in politics at large and in our rights to keep and bear arms in the state of California and nationwide. And hopefully through that, if we get enough people engaged, we can take back California and maybe one day, I mean, the, the dream is to have California as free as any other state and for it to be a clear example that a lot of these policies that were tried did not work and should not be tried again. So that's just kind of a quick dive into my thought process, um, why I stay in California, you know, how I think when I see people ask, why don't you just move to Texas or why don't you just move to Idaho or Wyoming or you name it, people just say stuff like that or I don't understand why anybody would live in California. You know, you do understand because your state's not perfect either and you decide to still live in that state despite some of those negative things. So, I mean, hopefully California doesn't get so bad to a point to where I, you know, just have to absolutely jump ship. But even like I said, if that day ever comes, it's not like I'm going to completely abandon California or California gun rights. Um, you know, I'm still going to try to help California residents the best I can and there are amazing organizations in California, like groups like San Diego County Gun Owners Association, Orange County Gun Owners Association, and other local organizations and other organizations like CRPA. And there are just a lot of organizations and really good, solid people um, who live in California, just like any other state, and believe in the same things that you believe in a different state. But we are just here because of family, because of whatever other reasons, because of jobs, um, 
and we are just deciding to stay and fight and we're fighting behind enemy lines. And really, I guess the whole takeaway from this is instead of criticizing us, why don't you help us? Why don't you support us? Why don't you support us like all the other states and the colonies got together, joined together and fought against a tyrannical government, which the state of California and those executives in place and are clearly tyrannical. They're stripping us of our fundamental rights. So if you see that happening, why instead of criticizing us, don't you assist us? Why don't you help us? Just like our founding fathers would likely call you to do. And if anything, they would not be rolling in their graves that people are still living in California and fighting against this tyrannical government. They would be more rolling in their graves that there are other Americans criticizing those people and not helping them in the fight. So that's just kind of my thoughts on it. I know it's kind of a long ramble, a little bit more informal, but again, this is a question I get asked quite a bit. And really, I just wanted a place to send people to. If they send me a comment, I want to say, hey, go check out this podcast. I outline it for 30 plus minutes of why what you're saying is ridiculous, why I do live in California and why instead of criticizing us, you should probably help us out. So hopefully you guys found that informative, a little bit more insight into how I think about that. If you guys have any comments or anything, go ahead and drop a review down below, uh, drop a comment down below or anything like that. Especially if you guys want to help the analytics, the reviews definitely help the analytics the best over here on podcasts. So go ahead and drop a review and that really does help support the podcast helps us spread the word about the podcast and hopefully spread the podcast out to more people who maybe are not directly engaged with um, two-way rights, with firearms in the firearms community, and hopefully it reaches them so we can bring them into the community and add more people to help us in our cause to restore Second Amendment rights in California and also nationwide. So thank you all for listening. And never forget, this nation was built by armed scholars and this nation will be maintained by armed scholars.